Warning, the following podcast may contain man-on-horse action, high-octane talk of comic strips from the Depression, and splash-tacular analysis of Islands of Adventure mainstay Dudley Do-Right's Rips Off Falls. Strap in, this is Podcast The Ride. Hey everybody, welcome to Podcast the Ride, the theme park podcast hosted by three men who send each other links when Disneyland introduces a new taco. <laughs> Joining me as always, Scott Gardner Hi. and Jason Sheridan. Hello. And it's we been are... a while, Brett, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, so we're just getting back in the swing of things. I've been gone for oh, a Oh, I few meant weeks. since uh, taco news. No new taco news. Oh, good news. point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, step it up, yeah. Disney. Yeah. Thanksgiving is coming. There will be a turkey and stuffing taco soon enough available for you to purchase. <laughs> and we will send links to each other and excitedly talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are part of Feral Audio, which is home of Doughboys and other great podcasts. Uh, and today we're talking uh, a pretty weird <laughs> <laughs> ride. Uh, Dudley Do-Right's Ripsaw Falls right. in Universal Studios <laughs> Islands of Adventure. Ever Scott since was very we, skeptical about this. I was a little bit. Uh, uh, I don't know. You know what? I I like the the idea of that title sitting in the list of episodes being one of the first ones as if that's one of the major rides <laughs> we have to get. Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe we'll determine it is major ride canon. For me, it is. I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm ride or die for Islands of Adventure. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, uh, unabashedly. It is uh, funny because this is like one of the, this is still the first 10 episodes of this podcast <laughs> and this is the one of the ones we've chosen mm-hmm. and it doesn't make any sense. We've but. done yeah the essentials in the beginning. Spider-Man Rocks, the musical, <laughs> um, the Un- Ellen's Energy Adventure, mm-hmm. and uh, and then and, argued with Mike Mitchell a little about <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> nothing, about nothing too specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just general stuff, like a feeling. We argued about feelings mostly. <laughs> yeah, talked My about feelings. your shared Ithaca experience. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. There was a good uh, twenty minutes on that, I think. I believe so. Yeah, the yeah. cafeteria at Ith- Ithaca. <laughs> Ithaca. Yeah, Ithaca's weird um, current thrilling system. than any theme park. Um, hey, well, yeah, we're still b- first ten. We're bringing those bangers we're taking you to dudley do rights rips off falls mm-hmm. uh, but first <laughs> first yeah we're gonna be some theme park world hoppers today we're gonna take you all around the theme park universe into a very very odd place that i just learned about that is a theme park that has not uh, been open for even a year at this point I, I don't believe a place called motion gate dubai and the big the big news out of this place pretty recently uh, within the last month at least of us recording is that they have opened the world of the Hunger Games. It is the first actual Hunger Games theme park experience, and it is not coming to one of the major U.S. parks. It is straight to Dubai, uh, um, and it's yeah, it's 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 pretty bizarre. I think the, I think the major theme park property opening first in Dubai is sort of unprecedented, as far as I know. Um, yeah, Dubai. Uh Dubai has had a lot of uh, failed uh, theme park stuff. I, mm-hmm. I believe there is. There is that indoor theme park that has Marvel stuff. There, a lot of stuff in Dubai is in domes because it is so hot in the desert. And you also have to account for uh, sandstorms. Because uh, so, right, if it was outside and you were on a roller coaster, you would just get a mouth and eye full of sand. Yeah. And that wouldn't be good for the guests. Giant clumps because in your eye. Your eye literally replaced by a pocket of dust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just like you would probably like find these people like dead with a belly full of sand. 
Like it would be like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. You just have to account for atrocities every once in a while, as opposed right. to a typical right. U.S. park where a death is uh, totally unexpected uh, mm-hmm. at an outdoor Dubai park. It's yeah. uh, par for the course. Dubai is also like the insane, like hyper uh, theme park of the world. Like there was, there's just giant buildings. There's an indoor mountain that you can go skiing. Oh, right. On. Du- does Dubai, uh, do they have all those man-made islands where it's like, Islands like in the shape in of the, the shape states, of states or countries. Yes, I believe that's Dubai. And like Elton uh, John bought like the Florida, the fake Florida island something or something. Like Someone bought some very rich man bought the fake Florida island that was man-made in Dubai. Yeah, I don't know, maybe it's not Elton John. Also, a lot of this stuff built by at best underpaid labor, at worst slave labor <laughs> from around the world. That's a good point uh, too. God, we're never going to get to go to Dubai. We'll never be flown to motion gauge now. Uh, we got to blow the lid off of everything. Uh, uh, so what? what is in the Hunger Gates? Uh, it, it's like a roller coaster and a, a snack bar. <laughs> is that right? Uh, we got two attractions. There's one that looks like sort of a generic roller coaster that could apply to anything, but they made it slightly Hunger Games themed called the Capital Bullet Train. Do you guys know Hunger Games, by the way? Because I don't know what I'm referring to. When uh, I a little any of this bit. Stuff. I've seen a couple of the movies. I feel uh-huh. like I've saw the first one and the last one. Mm-hmm. Was there a, ca- a bullet train that went to the Capitol in one of them? I think they take the train to the rich part of this. Like the Capitol yeah, the Capitol is like where all the rich, like, one percenters right. live. Elizabeth Banks' character, whoever that is. Elizabeth Thanks, Stanley Tucci. Right. The president is Donald Sutherland. Right. Mm-hmm. And they take um, this train to. So that's the ride. That is, you get on the train. Yeah. I don't know if you end up in 1% world. I don't know if your life has improved significantly by the end of the ride. Uh, probably just a roller coaster. And it seems like it's outdoors. So watch out for sand, gang. Oh, really? Anybody heading to Motion huh. Gate Dubai? Uh, yeah, I think so. It seems like an outdoor park. And then, but the one that. Uh, I, I could not find a ride through of it. I couldn't find any footage, but it seems like there's a more uh, Avatar, Harry Potter esque um, motion simulator that's more specific called Panem Aerial Tour. Again, Panem, a thing I assume is from the Hunger Games franchise. Mm. Panem, um, I don't. I'm not familiar with Panem. Um, Does anyone well, know Panem? Tweet us. Let us know what. Uh, let us know what Panem. What Panem is. is? We're being nice and specific here. Um, there, there is the, the the thing that that I'm interested in is that there is a little bit of actual content from the stars of the movie. No Jennifer Lawrence, but you do get intro videos from Elizabeth Banks and Stanley Tucci, yeah, as their respective characters, Effie Trinket and <laughs> Caesar. Flickerman. There we go. I think I got him right. He is very funny. He's just mm-hmm. playing it at 11. Like, it's, it's, when yeah. you let Stanley Tucci do whatever. Like, when you just let him go. Like, he was in a feud, Betty versus Joan. It's Jack Warner. Mm-hmm. And he's just the most scene chomping, like, cigar-smoking movie studio exec, and he's crazy. It's it's pretty fun. I mean, it gets very dark, but it's it's fun to watch. I should probably see these movies. If they have, like, big, full-throttle, crazy performances, I'd probably dig them a little bit. Um, you, you're not okay. Head now. I don't know. They're <laughs> fine. I think, I think it's mostly him. Yeah, I think it's I think mostly it's him, and the rest, everyone's doing an okay job. I yeah. see, I see. Uh, but, yeah, but you do get, and you can watch these... On YouTube, there are ads with the characters Caesar Flickerman and Effie Trinket, and they and but they do 
they're inside Hunger Games World, but they also say, we have it all at Motion Gate Dubai, <laughs> um, which is very surreal. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess it makes Motion Gate Dubai canon within the, the Hunger Games world, which is, I saw some uh, some chatter online, people pointing out that it is a little odd that this movie about cast systems and dystopias is built in a world of cast cast systems systems oh in Dubai (laughs) where if you are a foreign worker your employer will usually take your passport when you start working for them (laughs) yeah Mm. It's a little he'll, strange. He'll probably give it back. Yeah. Uh, everybody oh. can organize a bust into the passport safe. Yeah. There's options. Look, they'll figure it out. So so when Scott brought this up, we were all kind of like, yeah, this is this is weird, this Lionsgate-branded uh, property at this random uh, park in Dubai. As, by the way, and, as part of a bigger, um, in Motiongate Dubai, the themed lands are divided up into, it's real sloppy, there's like, the world of the Smurfs, you can go to Smurfs Village, and then the other ones are like Columbia Pictures Land and Lionsgate. <laughs> like, as if Lionsgate is like Disney, as if Lionsgate is a brand that yeah, we're all which, super passionate about. Well, that brings me to my thing, uh-huh. because Scott brought this up, I was like, isn't this weird? And I was like, it is weird, and I can do you one better. Because <laughs> I had just recently learned about Lionsgate Entertainment City. What is Lionsgate Entertainment City? The world's first Lionsgate-branded indoor entertainment center, set to open in New York's Times Square in 2019. Uh, Finally. (laughs) We've all been waiting for something like the the Lionsgate family. Go visit all my favorite Lionsgate characters. Somewhere a real estate developer is like thanking whatever god they worship that someone was able to move into the four-story Toys R Us space. That was my question. It's the Toys R Us space. I think it is, right? I don't. I don't know that because Toys R Us closed, which is a bummer. That or, was a cool, cool ass Toys yeah. R Us. If you've ever been there, uh, it was like four stories. There was like big, like dinosaur, like a full size dinosaur and a full. There's like, a Ferris wheel. There was an indoor. There was a, yes, Ferris there was a Ferris wheel. wheel. There was a whole Wonka area. Yeah. With like fun candy, this but it was a, all the this same. This is a bygone. These things are starting to disappear from Times Square a little bit. Mm-hmm. The uh, the giant weird. The Virgin Megastore uh, is long gone. No uh, Virgin that Megastore. was another big space there. Uh, and there's uh, uh, F.A.O. Schwartz doesn't seem to exist. And is, is F.A.O. Well, Schwartz, Schwartz took over, was taken over by the Toys R Us, and then Toys R Us bought uh, F.A.O. Schwartz, I believe. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think the the big famous F.A.O. Schwartz was further down, like Fifth oh, okay. Avenue. Okay, then I'm but, I'm thinking of a different. Uh, you can still visit the Plaza Hotel. You can still visit the Plaza. Mm-hmm. Kevin McAllister asked directions from a. Lovable, um, lovable passerby. Whatever uh, happened to that man? Um, <laughs> I wish that was the question. So you may be asking yourself, uh, what attractions will be in an indoor theme park in the middle of Times Square based on uh, Lionsgate properties? Uh, and I'm reading from, I, I cribbed this from a Deadline article and a Variety article. Attractions will include a Hunger Games flying simulator attraction, which mm-hmm. sounds pretty close to the Dubai That's thing. the Panam Aerial Tour. Okay. Panam uh, is also the nation in the, I looked it up, was oh. the nation in the Hunger Games. But so it's capital, the capital in, is the city the ca- inside yeah, yeah. Panam. Capital city, Panam is yeah. the country. Yeah, Got it. Sorry, sorry. Back. A divergent themed obstacle course, another dystopian uh, teen movie. <laughs> 
uh, the John Wick Chapter 2 shooting ride where fans <laughs> go head-to-head with a series of assailants, a 4D film and live theater, uh, the, uh, and a virtual reality entertainment center, including a Nerve VR motorcycle experience. What? You all remember Nerve, right? The Emma Roberts, Dave Franco banger about an app where... I don't have any clue what you're talking about. What is Nerve? I really don't know. I love like knowing stupid bullshit that came out and making fun of it, but I've never heard of Nerve. What are you talking about? It's a movie that came out a year ago about like a crowdfunded like app, like... Uh, uh, or a cra- like a Snapchat sort of app where you play like a crazy game and the users have to tell you what to do and it's one crazy night but then it starts to get dangerous. Hmm. I'm so, looking this up. I don't have a memory of this. I remember the poster. It was backwards for some reason. Uh, Unless yeah, I was just looking at one that yeah. was backwards. Okay. That mm-hmm. one's not backwards. This one is not backwards. I might have just be- been... I, I remember seeing it in a food court and I think it may have been improperly installed. It may have been put up backwards. Mm. Um, <laughs> what oh, wait, is no, no, Irvin? Here, here we go. Here's you have the a backwards back, one? Here's the backwards one. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. Every backwards. Now, why is it backwards? Is there something about I think the because app? it's uh, sick and twisted. <laughs> <laughs> it turns this genre upside, the so, evil apps come to life genre upside down. Yeah. Slash backwards. Uh, so I, I do want to go back and talk about the John Wick Chapter 2 shooting ride, which is a... Is it called a shooting ride, first of all? It is referred to as a shooting ride. Cool. So, Shootings in Times Square. In Times Square. <laughs> uh, I, I was talking to a friend of mine from college uh, after, you know, we, we released an early episode and we mentioned Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers, where you would have shot at criminals from sure. a car. Oh, yeah. And he I, said, Never built like, Disneyland, Disney World ride, Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers. Yeah. And, and we were talking about... Like, what would that have been bulldozed for? Yeah, probably Star Wars Land. It probably would have been being bulldozed right now. Like, might have been for up Star in the Wars Western, Land. Like that was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but, there's no way that survives the uh, sands of time. I also think, like, they may have just shut it down after Columbine. Because if it had opened in 96 when it was supposed to, and, like, three, year, three four years later, Columbine happens, like... But it wasn't mm-hmm. Dick Tracy's Crime Stoppers wasn't going to take place in a high school. <laughs> no, but you were still going to be riding around with like you know six shooters mm-hmm. shooting at uh, people. I mean, but, I guess well, do you think it being an actual gun? Uh, like a bullet gun makes it a problem as opposed to men in black right. where you're yeah. firing weird lasers at <clears throat> Lasers aliens. at aliens, at like mm-hmm. grotesque aliens. But I a mean, ride where you're sh- you're a person shooting people is is weird. I think but it's I worse. And I mean, John Wick gets gruesome. But like, they weren't the gore. I love it. Like, those movies are super fun. Well, John Wick does seem crazy because those movies are very gory. But like Dick Tracy, you weren't going to be shooting robots and like blood was going to shoot out the back of their head or no, anything. Yeah, like, you were probably like, going like, to like shoot their hat and like the hat flip. Up I guess and that's like, true. or the bow, you'd like the bow tie would spin. You would shoot the guy's bow tie, <laughs> yeah. and it would spin. Like there was no way those guys were going to be grisly murdered. Now John Wick two, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a more that's a far more realistic where you have to shoot at virtual common. <laughs> <laughs> where Common plays a rival assassin. Um, I, mean, I mean, the thing, Mayor de Blasio is going to have to shut that thing down. There's going to be so much uh, commotion. Uh, so there's also more, because what themed entertainment center would be complete without uh, retail and dining establishments, including a Lionsgate Cafe, 
who cares? Uh, a madman themed quote dining and lounge experience. Oh, oh. now huh. now you've got our interest. Yeah, <laughs> you've piqued our interest. That's a thing that weirdos would go to. Oh yeah, go yeah. dress, go do their own little dapper day at the sure. at the mad. Although, can you imagine? <laughs> If you live in New York and like going like walking through Times Square, you'd feel like uh, uh, Batman's parents um, like, going to see the. <laughs> I'd be so embarrassed. I'd be so mortified to be in public in like Mad Men clothes, walking mm-hmm. to the Mad Men Cafe. Well, also like a uh, uh, tavern on the green, Peter Lou, like all of these like very old establishments that they eat at in Mad Men, whether it was filmed on a soundstage or not, are mostly still. Or there, still. like, <laughs> right. imagine if New York still felt like the 30s. Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. um, what else? The Hunger Games inspired Pita's Bakery and the <laughs> Capital Confectionery. Oh, they have those also at Dubai. In Dubai. Pita's, yeah, I noticed Pita's Bakery. She is like a, yeah, baker in the <laughs> movies, I think. <laughs> That's a good deduction from the name. Mm-hmm. Um, We're Hunger Games experts. Uh, along with the first ever Lionsgate studio store. Mommy, mommy, I want to go get a souvenir at the Lionsgate studio store. <laughs> I, want, I, want, uh, I want a shirt from whatever uh, movie Marlon Wayans uh, finagled them into producing. <laughs> I, I, don't, I really don't know what's a Lionsgate. Yeah, we'd have to look. I, like, I was just going to make a nerve joke. I was going to make a joke about nerve shirts. Yeah, we'll buy shirts with. I, you know what? I, what we're missing though here is I. I want to say Lionsgate is the studio behind Tyler Perry. I think they put out the Tyler Perry is movies. Is that right? Which yeah. has, this that I seems look, like look if anything up. in Lionsgate world, you'd want to sure. go like a Medea well, walk like around to be so exciting. To one of three or four, like it takes three or four studios okay. and production companies to put out any movie <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was one last. The Entertainment Center will also feature party rooms for private events oh. and special programming that can be customized <laughs> for Lionsgate properties. Everyone, <laughs> slide in your favorite. So. So you can do so. They they put out Power Rangers. They did La La Land. Oh, oh, they have boy. My Little Pony. They have the Expendables. So a live La 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 Land live. Now that's a theme park show you want to yeah. see. The Twilight movies, huh? I mean, you were right about the Tyler Perry connection. Okay. Uh, the Big Sick. Hey, come on. <laughs> the, the Big Sick First Aid Clinic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, come on. We got to get out of here before they bill us. We got to get out of this hospital. (laughs) If they send it in the mail, maybe they'll forget about the billing. Uh, So this is, I mean, the thing about this is it really seems like they're trying to pitch it as like, hey, America and the world, you know Lionsgate? Y'all love Lionsgate, right? (laughs) Because like when, when Disney, when Universal opened... Uh, uh, the their Florida park, mm-hmm. like they had, they had like a a decade and a half of just like giant blockbusters to pull from, and like, and movies that felt iconic. ET is a huge iconic, hit. pretty quickly. You know that like that's a universal Spielberg movies, mm-hmm. and and they also had the Hollywood park to go like, well, this worked there, mm-hmm. and we can probably make it bigger in Florida, or this didn't work, so we're not gonna we're not gonna build the Miami Vice stunt show, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, so they had a lot of properties, and I think they would have. They would have had to license some of the Hitchcock stuff for that show, and they had to license Ghostbusters because they didn't put that out. And then when Disney opened the original MGM Studios, that's mostly, like, licensed stuff, like, the first few years. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, because, like, 
Disney's movie fortunes were not great in the 70s and 80s. Bad until in the like, 80s, like yeah, a, a Condor Man. They couldn't build a Condor Man. Yeah, right? Black Hole, Black, <laughs> Black Cauldron, Hole. Yeah. The Rescuer, like stuff that did okay, but it wasn't until like that, you know, the the stuff that they talk about in Waking Sleeping Beauty uh, uh, documentary. They're big, up, like the Little Mermaid, yeah. Aladdin. Mm-hmm. So, but like Lionsgate, <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, I should also add, when I searched, like, Lionsgate financials, the first article that came up was from, like, the start of 2016, and uh, the headline was, Lionsgate shares plummet following disappointing earnings. Uh, Do you get to go on a ride that simulates their earnings plummeting? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) We've been (laughs) rebranded. Unhappy shareholder animatronics. Like... But that's that's what happens with some of these these in the Middle East and and uh, uh, some of these licensed parks that never got made or even in Europe and around the world all this stuff that gets made and the 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 money just isn't there so mm-hmm. it's like that Lionsgate is going all in on theme themed entertainment. It, it is seems odd. like an odd business to get into if you if your studio is not as established as as Disney. And also from what I can tell about Motion Gate Dubai, I was looking up videos from this park and like Stanley Tucci saying, come to Motion Gate Dubai. That has like 400 views. Uh-huh. None of the videos of Lionsgate World have <laughs> any views. And I saw another video of people like, their little video diary, like our day at Motion Gate Dubai, a park to ourselves. Um, <laughs> they, clearly they are documenting that nobody else is in this park. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're off to a weird start. It's, it's a weird guy. I, I looked at a, I, I looked forever to find the video of that one, and I can't think of the name of the park in Dubai that has, it has Marvel, it has Adventure Time for whatever reason from Cartoon Network. Really? Like there's a, an Adventure Time an Adventure ride. Adventure Time World you can go into? Yeah, but, it's, but it's all indoors. It feels like a bad Mall of America ride. They all feel like, but yeah. And there, and or the, like there the was reboot ride at the Luxor. <laughs> sure, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, exactly. It's technically like the, a ride, but kind of chintzy. Right, right. But the I could I fi- I was trying to find these videos forever, and then finally I got one, and it's empty in there. No one's in there. It's depressing. The lights are down. Like there's a Marvel ride that's just a, they look like repurposed carnival rides, and then there's, yeah. there's one 3D movie that I don't couldn't find video of. The Adventure Time ride is like it's just cardboard things right. of the characters and you're like, oh, they didn't spend any money. Like, they're trying to do a Disney thing, but they're not going to spend any money and no one gives a shit. And, and being in a chintzy theme park, you really feel you it. You feel it. Especially uh, if you've uh, been in a better theme park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the pictures I saw of Motion Gate Dubai felt very, I was noticing like no trees, no vegetation, they don't feel very lived in. It reminded me a lot of the Disney Studios Paris, which I got to go to, which uh, we haven't, I don't think we've talked about on here, but it's like a very chintzy park that uses the excuse of like, it's sound stages to have no yeah. decoration or charm <laughs> whatsoever. Um, yeah, it's weird. I think you have to spend money to make money at these mm-hmm. theme parks. Right. I don't think you can uh, half-ass these places. Also, in Dubai, like Dubai is like a playground for the hyper hyper rich. Like mm-hmm. there is, there was an article a few years back written by uh, George Saunders, MacArthur genius George Saunders, <laughs> uh, author of uh, uh, the recent novel Lincoln and the Bardo, and a bunch of short story collections. Uh, 
Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. He was paid by, I think it was GQ or Esquire, to go and write about Dubai, like mm. go to Dubai and write about it. And like his, he went to a hotel, like not even like the fanciest hotel, like a, 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 a Hilton or something in Dubai, but like still a hyper fancy version of Hilton. And like his GQ corporate credit card was almost declined and he's like oh my god i'm not gonna have a place to sleep in fucking dubai <laughs> he's gonna and end like, up <laughs> he's gonna end up like respected oh writer god. george saunders respected writer streets. and and eaten, eaten sand <laughs> yeah and wandered around and was just kind of like amazed and also mystified at like this place of like the highest of high of like wow they built an indoor mountain and these children are seeing snow for the first time and it's man-made it's like <laughs> right so what you're saying is if this Lionsgate park and the hunger game park is going to work there these rich men need to be able to hunt children <laughs> hunt for real for. that's what has to happen if yeah. these people are going to be satisfied with their experience there's no way they're going to go and see a screen of we're going to fly over where the battle would happen no they have to have a bow and arrow and be able to shoot children and win the hunger games the actual yeah. hunger games have to happen for this thing to be a real success you can feel the cheapness of fake child blood that's right <laughs> yeah the 3d blood isn't going to be good yeah, yeah you need yeah. to taste that child's blood on your tongue <laughs> and feel, yeah feel the vic feel the sense of satisfaction feel you the get sense from of murdering satisfaction. A, murdering a boy have an animatronic donald sutherland Sleepily tell you, like, good job. No, if this is if this is Dubai, <laughs> let's get Donald let's Sutherland, get Donald Sutherland. And just pay him a ton of money to be there every day. Like, come on, let's not yeah. fuck around here. It's been a good deal. They put me up at the Hilton. <laughs> um, it's an okay hotel, close enough. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that's as best I could do with Donald Sutherland, the Sutherland impression. I guess we can say we're cautiously optimistic about these places. But guys, yeah. step it up and kids yeah. volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Uh, that said, we'd love to uh, be at the opening of the Lionsgate Entertainment Center. Uh, yeah, well, let's take a yeah. second to, to kiss up after we've shit all over Lionsgate. <laughs> after we've portrayed want... Dubai as a barbaric state. Uh -huh. uh, we'll um, we'll but... take a free trip, though. But New York, we love. Oh, the oh, charm of New York. We love Times uh, Square. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Mayor de Blasio. We love, yeah. We love that we can't buy big sodas. and. <laughs> we love it. Um, hey, well, send us to Dubai, and we'll be right back. Uh, welcome back to Podcast The Ride. Uh, we are now going to get to the main event, the thing we're so excited to talk about. Here we uh, go. Dudley do rights, rips off, falls. Rips off, falls. Dudley do rights, rips off, falls. You've been asking for it ever since we started the pod. Yep, we've and gotten all the tweets, <laughs> and we are going to deliver. Um, opening day attraction at Islands of Adventure, May 28th, 1999. The world was changed <laughs> when Dudley do rights, rips off, falls came on the scene. Uh huh. Forever. So 
never changed the flume experience, uh, despite yeah. being right next to another flume with the Jurassic Park ride. Very yeah, that's fine. Uh, There's a couple <laughs> flumes there, but this was the better flume. This is a, uh, a flume for the whole family. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so... 1999, as you said, Islands of Adventure opens. That's the second theme park in Universal Orlando. It's, it's right. It was designed to have different islands with different properties right. and characters. So, like, you would get a Marvel land and you would get a Dr. Seuss land. And, like, those to me make sense. Well, so here's the thing. Yes. Uh, Islands of Adventure was supposed to be a very different park. It was supposed to be called Universal's Cartoon World. Mm. And it was supposed to be, like, a joint effort with Warner Brothers so that they could have the Looney Tunes in there and uh, the DC Comics characters in there. They had Dr. Seuss on, it mm -hmm. sounded like, from the beginning. And uh, they had the Jay Ward, right? So, like, Rock and Bullwinkle, Dudley Do-Right, Peabody and Sherman. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the Warner Brothers stuff fell apart. So they had to scramble to, like, figure out what they were going to do. <laughs> Suddenly have some empty islands. Uh, yeah. And so, like, for, and so, but then Jurassic Park, like, hit really big at the box office. So they're like, well, that's an island. Great. You're in. Great. Drafted. That's in. Uh, Marvel, the, the comics, the 90s comics bubble burst. So, like, Marvel's <laughs> fortunes were quickly declining. Oh, so as they're we like, discussed with the stunt show, yeah, Marvel yeah. is in dire straits. This is pre-Marvel uh, <laughs> pre pre Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So they're far less valued. So a lot of uh, necessity is the mother of invention. The Lost Continent, which uh, I do like. I think it's a neat area, but it's all public domain mythology and fables and stuff that you like don't have to Sindbad. pay any rights. Sindbad. 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 They call him Sinbad in case you don't. Check out episode three, Stunt <laughs> yeah. Showdown. Um, but yeah, and uh, what? And, and yeah, and Poseidon is in there. Nobody owns Poseidon. Um, yeah, <laughs> nobody owns Poseidon. Uh, <laughs> that was his catchphrase. But um, <laughs> supposedly, uh, there is uh, uh, on another uh, one of our competitors, the season pi pass podcast. Uh, <laughs> on a competitor, <laughs> on a competitor. Uh, they oh, had shot fired across the bow fired. at a different theme park podcast. Uh, a guy named Phil Hedema. There's an episode with a, a guy named Phil Hedema, and he he was one of the people who worked on the Islands Park, and he he seem to imply that there's like Looney Tunes there's a drawer somewhere with concept art for like Looney Tunes e-ticket attractions mm -hmm. like a Bugs Bunny ride a Duck Dodgers ride that sounds great uh, mm -hmm. yeah Phil Hedema. Look, we got great <laughs> guests too. We got we got Mike Mitchell talking about the Ithaca Cafe. <laughs> yeah, um, come on. Get out of here, Phil Hedema. Um, <laughs> I also remember, and I couldn't find this, but I, I remember another theme park podcast where someone else who worked on it said when they were building like the, the Toon Lagoon, which is where the Dudley Do Right ride is, uh, some days someone would just sh stick their head in and they're like, we, we're okay to use Kathy. <laughs> like we're good on Beetle Bailey. Like so, they would just be adding stuff so, in last minute. So yeah. So. so so if you haven't been before, you, you walk through a you walk through the Marvel and you walk through the entrance and you get to Toon Lagoon, which is where this Dudley Do Right ride is, and it is covered in pictures of comic strips. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's just random assortments of comic strips that. We're old for the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the 90s, they were already like, your grandfather loved Beetle Bailey. <laughs> Family Circus. Mark Trail. So, so yeah. So, I, I was trying to find a list of all the different properties represented in Toon Lagoon, and I could not. But what I did is, I went back to pictures I took in August when I was there. <laughs> 
So <laughs> did you hit them all? So I tried to get them all just because I was I'm so fascinated by this and how bizarre it is, even for the '90s, because the '90s was about extreme and attitude yeah. and Sonic the Hedgehog and the Noid. Those were like cool characters, and a lot of these characters were not cool. They're like That's, families who argue over dinner. Yeah, like <laughs> or don't or just have a nice dinner or like satire that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> is there I a Doonesbury? I also take these same. Every time I am down there, I take these same pictures. Sure, no, we all have these pictures. It's, we all have these pictures. <laughs> I'm not saying I am and unique to that. The upside down. Because where if you tilt, you, you're the person taking the photo has to tilt it, and you hold a rope that's dangling down, and it makes it look like you're sideways, and Marmaduke is dragging you furiously yes, across I have, the yard. I have a couple different versions of that and different outfits. <laughs> yeah, all ages, all times all of your ages. life. Happy and sad. Marmaduke <laughs> was always there dragging you. <laughs> I'm charted. My height is charted on that ride. We mark it every time I go. Uh, okay, so here we go. So there's Heathcliff. Heathcliff is in a mound of garbage, and he's got a fishing line, right. and he's trying Heath to, like, Heathcliff. he's stealing a bone from the the dog Spike. You remember the Heathcliff strip and Spike, all those characters? Sure. He, with, by, and by the way, now you've just covered the most major character yes. in, the, in the comics <laughs> portion of Family Guy. Well, yeah, well, Popeye. Popeye's kind yes. of there. Popeye <laughs> ha, was famous for Popeye cartoons. Is there, Mickey Mouse. Also, a very early, like, broad. Broadsheet comic strip. Oh, that's before right. Before the a, part two, so he kind of hits a lot of uh, sure. checks a lot of boxes. I think there's a couple arguments to be made. Who's the most famous of all of these weird characters? <laughs> so we could spend all day arguing. If, all of the if Betty Boop is more popular than Popeye, which I that's might argue right. that Betty she Boop is. Is there? I yeah. think so. But from like uh, merch and like. Uh, saucy pajama pants. <laughs> I think that's what she's known for. She's on, uh, like, you know, it's a, like, weird. I feel like she's always weirdly, it's always something about, like, like a cherry or so. There's always something suggestive with yeah, Betty Boop. Yeah. Weird. And she's, like, holding a big, like, heart shaped candy box and it says, like, chocolate makes me horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have gotten legitimately <laughs> sexualizing yeah. of uh, Betty Boop. Uh -huh. uh, confusing because she's clearly from the 1940s. And I think from her head, clearly a baby. <laughs> Betty Boop is a baby, and any sexualizing of her is wrong. Her voice it's, is a baby's voice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, she is. It's an odd. It's an odd thing, and she's lasted without having any sort of TV but she's, or movie. And she's always been, no matter the state of the culture, she's always been very thirsty. Well, that's her whole thing. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's. A thirst what? trap. She's a walk. Um, what do you mean by thirsty? Horny. horny. He's talking about oh, it's, no. it's, it's a young person's <laughs> term for a, a horny. <laughs> well, you're the one of us who's uh, this, this single I who's on the dating scene. So you're going to learn these I'm terms. I'm also the youngest, I believe. Uh, if I told my wife I was thirsty, she'd first say what? And then give uh, you a glass uh, of lemonade. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, once uh, I explained it, I'd be kicked out of the apartment for two weeks. I, I have some other. <laughs> Other properties? No, I mean... Or you have more, I right? got them all. So, yeah, okay. Well, not maybe all. So, Shoe. Do you remember Shoe, the comic strip Shoe, about a bird who's an editor at a newspaper? We got Nerve. Vaguely. We got the Nerve characters in their comics. Shoe is different from Mallard <laughs> Fillmore. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Mallard Fillmore is totally it. different than Shoe. Okay. What, is, what is Shoe? Explain the characters of Shoe. He, I mean, as far as I remember, he's he says a good editor never sleeps. And I don't... That's all I remember is that Neither does his stuff. So he's just a bird who works at a newspaper. That's right. all I really remember. He's a it. he's like a he's a bird George Saunders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to think of it. Great. Uh, of course, we have Kathy. Hey, Kathy is the ice cream uh, window, <laughs> right? <laughs> she is. She's. The 
She has an ice cream cafe, the Which thing is- that she wants to avoid at all because she stress eats. And now there's a, now she has unlimited now ice cream. Now she's on a mountain. She's in a bathing suit sitting on top of a mountain of ice cream. Oh she's got her God. legs like spread open. It's weird. <laughs> it's like totally weird. Holding a Kathy. spoon like a food mad maniac. It's poor pro- Kathy. <laughs> it's probably her one of her fan her trademark fantasies about <laughs> about yeah. surfing or like sitting in a giant tub of ice cream. But wait, uh, why would you you're in a bathing suit on an ice cream mountain? Uh, uh, all right, we gotta keep, wanna- we gotta keep moving. We will be here for well, hours. We're done with this we- list. <laughs> we still have a talk also, about Dudley. Jason is upset because this is one of his fantasies. <laughs> To be in a giant, a giant tub of ice cream in a bathing suit. I'm not upset. I'm excited. I'm just getting to it. In a one, Jason in a one-piece bathing one piece. suit, like Donald Duck used to wear. Hey, now everybody's getting thirsty. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's all these characters. I don't remember any of their names. There's just a, a redheaded woman who cries. Jason, do you know who this is? I don't know who that is. Is she a specific no. character? Or is she just like a tribute to film noir? To noir? Uh, oh, Rex crime. Kind of, yeah. Uh, there, there was a lot of uh, serialized like crime. There was more adventure strips back in the day. Mm-hmm. Serious comics, yeah. like Dick Tracy, like who Dick they did Tracy not have the rights or... to. Um, I'm, I'm skipping uh, over a Nancy few. and Sluggo. You can get a. There's well, a stand up with Nancy and Sluggo, which I, uh, I love. Like Nancy, I was and Sluggo, saving this for the end because. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> Nancy, grand yeah, finale. But, but we'll, no, we'll go. We'll go right to Nancy and Sluggo. But, Nancy, but there, there's another weird thing. The bathrooms. The bathrooms are themed to Gasoline Alley, which is a very old, old comic strip. I like, don't know a single one of these. Uh, so did, here's, did, did was Gasoline Alley about like incontinent people? It, I, I, I think it was people who worked at a garage. They were mechanics, okay. I believe. Here's Sluggo Scott. For oh, we'll that little, photo. he's the yeah. little pale guy. And um, I, I hate to. I'm sorry, Sluggo. I'm sorry to insult Sluggo, but he looks like a human version of Curious George. He well, kind of looks like a. I've <laughs> sent I've sent a picture of Sluggo to fr- a mutual friend of Jason and I, and they all go, <laughs> "Oh, it's Jason. Sluggo is Jason." <laughs> oh no! I walked right into that. I mean, uh, so, so, but I, that's so, fine. I looked up, yeah, Sluggo's lovable. But here, I so I looked up Sluggo's biography. This is a side note, but I feel like we needed to share because when are we going to talk about Sluggo again on the show? <laughs> uh, okay, so, so this is this is the bio. This is what the character like his history and whatever. Sluggo Smith is Nancy's best friend, introduced in 1938. Sluggo is Nancy's agent, is a poor ragamuffin type from the wrong side of the tracks. He is sometimes described as Nancy's boyfriend. He is portrayed as lazy, and his favorite pastime seems to be napping. He lives at 720. Drab Street in an abandoned <laughs> house he found. <laughs> and according to a storyline in 2013 strips, is taken care of by his truck driver uncles in parentheses uh. <laughs> less and more who discovered that he had lived in an orphanage his mother died after he was born and his father died serving his country <laughs> Sluggo's uncle Vince is, a sh- is shady and his rich aunt Maggie in California doesn't care about him because he reminds her of when she was poor Sluggo ran away from the orphanage and his cousin Chauncey gave him $200 and he took the train as far as Three Rocks. <laughs> so, uh, this we, is the most 30s specific character yes. you could imagine. Uh, uh, also, I feel like it's it's worth mentioning, like the Nancy comic strip was originally uh, very uh, different. It mostly for, focused on her saucy, attractive aunt. And then they introduced Nancy, like her lovable, funny niece, and everyone's like, uh, we like Nancy more than just this uh, weird aunt character. So it's like when Fonzie kind of took over Happy Days. Yes, pretty much. And uh, Urkel. Uh, Except Nancy, (laughs) perhaps not as dynamic as Fonzie or Urkel. 
Uh, Nancy's pretty dynamic. I mean, Nancy gets up to some real mischief. Hey, uh, hey, hey. disagrees. You're Nancy talking to Marks. Jason's girlfriend, Nancy. Hey. You're talking about Jason's girlfriend, Nancy. Uh, She's I, my the, nap buddy. The, 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 there are, like, uh, nice, like, glossy collections of the Nancy, like, daily comic strips that Fata Graphics puts out, like, every year. And, and they're, like, still pretty funny. Like, it's mm. hard to make humor that, like, holds up over decades and like the nancy strips are very odd like they're very weird um <laughs> your love for nancy we may end up talking about we nancy may I, on a different i may be starting a nancy podcast on feral audio <laughs> do a build your own theme park kind of thing maybe you you invent the entire nancy sluggiverse oh yeah nancy and sluggo try to like catch some wily junkyard dogs or whatever people did back in the 30s. Um, you get to listen to FDR's far side chats with them. Yeah. Uh, experience politics as they did. Uh, I, I have a couple of uh, properties. Yeah, uh, go, I mean, go for, maybe this is one of them. Uh, is that the... Oh, is that uh, Nemo and Slumberland? Like Nemo yeah. and Slumberland falling out. Yeah, that's another. That's like a weird. I don't know what like, that is. I've never. Little Nemo and Slumberland. Little, little Nemo was, I think, the very first newspaper comic strip and, and is like historic in the world of uh, uh, comics in general. Um, and he's just falling off the roof of a building and there's a sinister moon looking at him <laughs> in Islands of Adventure. And it says, he, he's saying there's a, a word balloon. He goes, oh, I'm falling out of bed. And that's it. <laughs> that's the that's the joke. And then the moon, yeah, the moon is just staring at him. In Toon Lagoon, see all of your favorite sad little boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a Dagwood restaurant. Dagwood, yes. the guy who makes real big sandwiches. From that, the strip Blondie. That's from the, the strip, strip Blondie. Blondie. Also very 30s. Because yeah. that's like, you, you want to live vicariously uh, through uh, adventures and comics and stuff. Imagine eating a giant sandwich. A giant sandwich with a full <laughs> fish with the head and tail sticking out of it. A tree, only few people in the 30s get to eat a giant sandwich. Uh, so I remember eating at that restaurant like one of the first times my family went to Islands of Adventure and it is still to this day one of the worst meals I have ever had. <laughs> like I ordered one of those giant sandwiches and like... And you it love theme bad. park garbage food. Yeah, so sure. So that's saying something. I love it. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm I don't either. I'm saying yeah. it really must it's, have been bad. It's bad. Yeah, deli sandwiches are not a good pick at theme parks. Like, <laughs> I would avoid, by, by usually, I would avoid lunch lunch meats, unless they're, like, slicing it fresh, like... Uh, and they do I not would. slice it they fresh at Dagwood's Real sandwich shot. shop uh, in Islands of Adventure. No, um, the, the sandwich on the outside of the Dagwood restaurant is disgusting. I saw a photo of it. If that didn't, I don't. If that didn't turn you off, then uh, right. maybe you deserve it. Um, yeah, I probably did. Um, <laughs> you you, you should have known what you were getting yourself into. Yeah. Uh, there was also the Wasamata U store. That is, of course, Bullwinkle's alma mater. He went to Wasamata U. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that when it first opened sold rock and bull winkle merchandise and from my memory very quickly morphed into an internet cafe uh, <laughs> a popular trend in the early 2000s a place where people would oh, go really? and pay for internet access was it like a place at islands of adventure where you could go check aol or whatever? yeah check aol check your email wow. like that sort of thing which would have been i think i went when i was like a pissed off teen in 2002 or something i probably like probably let me, let me check my email yeah my girlfriend emailed me <laughs> that's probably uh, yeah yeah that, that serves a function uh and last time i was there i think it sold phone cases and minions t-shirts mm-hmm. uh like most stores at uh Island so Adventure. they have not determined that they needed a full-time rocky and bullwinkle specific no store. the only real merch or the the most 
most of the cartoon merch that's sold there is Popeye stuff and Betty Boop stuff. And Betty Boop, Because yeah. in August when we were there. And the Popeye stuff is straight up bizarre. It's like Popeye Breaking Bad parody <laughs> shirts. Oh, yeah. And it's like B, like BR, which is the, the symbol, uh, which for what? For one of the elements, table of uh, elements. Spinach. Then, it's the oh, symbol it? for spinach. <laughs> and then it says like bros, and it's just Popeye and, and is Bluto. Is that Bluto's the character's name? Yeah. Pete is from Disney. Yeah, they're very yeah, yeah they're similar. But they're the same. Uh, very they're, similar. They're, uh, uh, grumpy sailors, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Popeye just, and and Wimpy. There's always there's probably some Wimpy shirts. Wimpy's hamburger as, window was not open when I was there at the end of summer. Wimpy, another character that you've another, been compared to many times. I've been compared to. Um, <laughs> He's kind of like a grown Sluggo a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, too. pretty much. Fan theory: Sluggo <laughs> is Sluggo grew up into Wimpy. By Pokemon rules, a Sluggo evolves into a Wimpy, <laughs> <laughs> and finally into a Jason. Into a <laughs> <laughs> the other P- Toon Lagoon thing that a uh, place that sells food is another Popeye character who I know you have a lot of affection for um, it's it's Popeye's father uh, poop deck Pappy <laughs> yeah so Popeye's sometimes father, referred to as just Pappy sure Popeye's father is named poop deck Pappy in case anyone I mean obviously you guys all knew that but in case you didn't know that just catching up any weirdos who aren't up to speed but you've done Jason I know you've done a lot of research on poop deck Pappy and I'm not being facetious, right? You no. Did, you wrote a sketch about I wrote, Deck Pappy yeah, at Yeah, uh, me and, and our past guest, Marissa Strickland, wrote and did a sketch once about a man who whose sexual kink was uh, Popeye, <laughs> was like uh, uh, being po- Popeye specifics, like he had anchor tattoos and spinach was an aphrodisiac and wanted to be called Poop Deck Pappy. <laughs> so we spent just hours reading about the Popeye mythos, <laughs> and it's it's very weird. Uh, I'm severely disturbed by all things Popeye. I find it so it's unnerving. unpleasant. The movie, I hate every the live voice. action movie, is very weird. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Terrifying. I mean, I, I directed by Robert Altman, starring uh, uh, Robin Williams, with like uh, co-directed by Cocaine, uh, <laughs> but an interesting Harry Nilsson score. An interesting Harry Nilsson, yeah. yes, reprised in Punch Drunk Love, sampled mm-hmm. in Punch Drunk Love. Um, so that that would make you think it was uh, fun and worth checking out again, right? I. But then I've tried. You put on five minutes of that thing, and it's terrifying. Yeah, it's hard. I'm afraid of like sea stuff too, like giant octopuses and that kind of thing. Uh, freak me out, and uh, it's a disturbing movie. But you know how they made people want to go and investigate Popeye? You build a rapids ride, hey, and you yes. build a children's play area. The the Popeye and Bluto's bilge rat barges, and the children's play area. Me ship the olive, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and that's one of the highlights of Toon Lagoon. Is you leave the that part of the park drenching wet, like you are, you can just get soaking wet on on yeah. all of the rides well, yeah, the, there the, the, in the Florida heat. All of the the thing about Universal is they're not gentle with you in the water. Disney's no. a little more Splash Mountain. You can still get pretty wet, but we went on a couple of years ago first to Popeye, then on to Dudley Do Right's Ripsaw Falls. And we were just soaked. We was like we got into a shower. We got into a tub yes. filled with water, and we got out. And like every part of you was soaked. It was impossible. Like they make you pay to get dry. It's this evil shit they do. There's these <laughs> There's big dryers, dryers, and it's like and three or like five dollars to yeah. get dry. <laughs> And it's like, well, I don't want to pay. For, it's still kind of hot, but then you're walking around miserable, and there's the dryers only you're located outside those rides, and it's a very cruel thing they do to you. Getting wet at at the theme park is something I may have retired from as an adult. Can you imagine?
imagine that. <laughs> I don't want to walk around with like uh, with a wet wallet. Oh, my father. Yeah, my father uh, hates it. Like he's always mm-hmm. like, "We're doing that last, and I'm going back to the hotel." Sure. <laughs> like because yeah, yeah. he doesn't like. I love it because uh, I think <laughs> I love getting wet. He loves I love, wet pants at a theme park. <laughs> I, I a sloppy sandwich after. <laughs> I think it's really fun. Like I think all with this park too. With the way it was originally designed, like you would hit Toon Lagoon, do all these water rides, and then you would go around the bend to Jurassic Park and another water ride. So it's kind of smart the way sure. they put all of that stuff next to each other and get dried kind of off it out. by dueling dragons. That, uh, that yeah. serve the air yeah. suction serves as a natural mm-hmm. dryer. And now there's a fucking air conditioned Kong King Kong ride right oh, in the middle yeah. to uh-huh. make you very cold that as you are wet. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, die of uh, hypothermia. Um, um, <laughs> so, so. Let's get to the, unless do you have another thing or do you want to get to the actual well, ride itself? I, no, I have a I question. Like sure, sure. Which is, so now we've set the scene. We've taken you th- all the way through Toon Lagoon up to our, our highlight ride. But why did we all agree that Dudley Do-Right's Ripsaw Falls was worth an episode, but not Popeye and Bluto's Bilgerat Barges? Um, Ripsaw Falls to me feels like it's the better ride. It is mm-hmm. the better ride. Uh, yeah, I think it's got a more coherent story. Um it's, I guess it has a more coherent story. I, suppose I would like that's to hear true. the argument. But I feel like all. I feel like they're both a little half-assed argument story-wise. But I, although uh, uh, I don't know if you guys caught this, but I I was watching some making of video, some behind-the-scenes video that that uh, made the Popeye story sound a lot more complicated than I knew. Which is that Pop? It's when, apparently the story is that when you get on, Popeye is gonna like take you around a river, like a nice river. Uh, uh, it's going to be very calm. And then Bluto steals. He, he, like, makes a false turn in the queue or something to where you don't know till you're on it that you're on Bluto's bilge rat barges. <laughs> oh. So he, like, absconds with you, and then you're on a ride, that, which they fail to convey. Right. I, I don't, know, I don't, yeah, I don't know think that is that. evidence I feel like I remember audience. one or two signs that are, like, normal signs, and then it has, like, a fake, like, Shitty paint cross out, like, okay. and and a fake like you there know, you arrow go. this way. That's actually. what's happening. So Bluto is trick. Uh, Bluto is stealing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. So that now you guys got to compete uh, with them. Maybe that's my role on this podcast. I will argue Popeye versus um, Dudley Do-Right. But look, you got a pretty big twist in that ride. Is the, Can the storytelling of Dudley Do-Right top that, the complexity of Bilderad Barges? I mean... Oh, I don't know. I just think it's charming. I just... <laughs> no, I'm holding you to the wall. This uh, has to be complex storytelling or I'm out. Well, I remember being a kid and at some point Nickelodeon and Nick at Night were both showing Rocky and Bullwinkle. Like they... Mm-hmm. They they had the syndication rights and they're like we're just going to show it on both we're just going to show it on both so I watched a lot of it a few summers I do I think probably it starts because I do have more affection for the Jay Ward stuff yeah. than I do for Popeye mm-hmm. like I I enjoyed that as a kid more than I gave a shit about Popeye I like <laughs> right. the game. I like the old like arcade game with Popeye. I liked mm. going to get the spinach, yeah that was fun. But that's probably the thing of Popeye I like the most. Sure. And like I liked when Wimpy would at, do the eat a cheeseburger. Uh huh. I but like did you the, did you like Dudley Do I feel like I have consumed very little Dudley Do well, right content in my life. I have that is the thing. When I, I said Jay Ward specifically because it wasn't like I Dudley was the one I liked the best of all sure. the Jay Ward verse. But the general veneer where yeah. it is, uh, I think Simpsons writers will uh, drop Rocky and Bullwinkle especially and the Jay Ward stuff. Yeah, because like, they were like it's snarky and self aware right. and kind of a little more adults than other kids' cartoons. They were prime so time and mm-hmm. and a little little 
smarter, a little bawdier. And more kind of uh, clever and more levels than like... Flintstones and Jetsons, yeah, even, for which sure. are very like uh, surface. I mean, like like fine shows, but like uh, you know, you'd see like pop culture references and parodies and stuff. Yeah, and like uh, the kind of storytelling that knows where they they know it's a story and step outside of it and right. comment on it. And yeah, I agree. Yeah. I like the J. And and like um, uh, uh, what are the bad guys' names in Rock and Bullwinkle? Boris and Natasha. Boris and Natasha, like much uh, much. Better uh, Cold War Russia jokes than the uh, garbage Russia-based uh, humor nowadays. Uh-huh. Like I don't know, it just seemed just seemed more fun and more biting. Like when as it seems more biting to have like these stupid cartoon spies like just being incompetent at trying Super to kill bummer. a moose and a squirrel like just fucking mm. that up every week well, that's the problem the myth of incompetent russian spies mm-hmm. uh, it's now no longer applicable that's true um, they uh, wouldn't it wouldn't make sense now they wouldn't hire boris and natasha these days yeah. i guess uh, <laughs> no they need geniuses to buy a uh, shitty facebook ads that <laughs> five five people click on <laughs> yeah, to yeah. fish fish podesta's yeah, emails fish, uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, Boris could have fished Podesta, John Podesta, I think. Uh, So the ride takes the form of like one of these Dudley Do Right shorts. Like you pretty much walk there. There's some there's some moose heads. There's some animatronic moose heads talking to you in the queue. There's a a big movie nod to uh, Country Bear. Yeah, a quick a quick note about the heads. Uh, There's a bear and a beaver. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, right. That's yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's a bear Um, and a beaver. Voices. Of these two characters, Dom DeLuise, Charles Nelson Riley. Wow. Awesome. Hey. So, already a strike. Great. A, a good strike. Celebrity <laughs> con, the Elizabeth Banks and Stanley Tucci mm-hmm. of their day. Um, there's a big movie screen playing the, like, safety video, and that also kind of, like, sets up the story a little, and there's a lot of, like, theatery. There's, like, a projector and, and uh, like, a cartoonishly a projector prop and like oh yeah like that. you're in the so you kind this, of this old time going into a movie theater silent movie how this like yeah, yeah and the Annie Nickelodeon feel yeah, which is yeah fun. and that's the start of the ride is like the credits of right. like a and little if, short if you don't know Dudley Do Right like he's basically a parody of old silent movies where there would be like old timey piano music and like oh yeah. help help the woman is on the train tracks and like it's goofing on that which which is part of what I'm going to talk about is just how bizarre it is to make this ride in 1999 it's a parody of something from the early part of the 20th century already in a land that is entirely <laughs> depressionary <laughs> characters and issues um, um but yeah that's where the whole that's where like that's where it starts out this is where or the where they got the idea for dudley do right and in, and in general this is this is i think the odd thing to me but especially toon lagoon they've added new things to islands of adventure but a lot of Islands of Adventure has just not changed at all since 1999 in any way. Yeah, and there's no, no, been exactly no way to like evolve or mod out things like Dudley Do Right or Popeye. So it feels very. So now it's like locked in <laughs> silent film era stuff via 1999. Yeah, has not changed in almost 20 years. And I'm wondering how much of that is money and how much of it is just like, well, people still like it. It's still reviewed. Like, that is true. I, You're I, not obliged to change up a theme yeah. park, right? If it's uh, if it's working and people I, go on it. I feel like. Dudley is is usually pretty consistent when I go on it. Like mm-hmm. I think you mean wait time. Uh, 
No, no, just in, in terms oh, of experience. experience. Like, Aren't stuff broken. is usually working, and also, like, just the ride system is good. Like, it is a fast log flip. Like, mm. you go pretty fast. Like, Space uh, uh, Splash Mountain, the last few years, I when I've ridden it, it the logs back up a lot. On and it kind of kills the energy. And, mm. like, that doesn't happen as much on Dudley, because, like, the flow of the water is fast. And you go down the drop fast like yeah yeah which, i think that's why i won't go on it again. oh i did it okay. the once and yeah it, it is a like much more uh much more intense drop because then you get that second hill like it gets uh yeah it gets pretty fast on i'm still i'm disturbed even recalling the memory because mm. <laughs> you're um, not I, I don't want to out you but you've talked about how you don't like these rides yeah, these dry these drop rides i don't go on yeah i don't do drops i'm not doing dr doom's fear fall mm-hmm. i'm not doing uh, well i agree with you on that, mm-hmm. that oh, you, you won't me. do a tower but you'll do i don't do uh guardians i don't do tower right. I, is, if i'm enclosed on a giant drop i'm okay with it but with my legs dangling and it's outside, I don't see the point. You feel too naked. You feel too air, exposed. Too I feel like I'm going to slide out and it's too stressful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if only I could go that way. <laughs> <laughs> You've tried to open the restraints. I've tried to open. I want to give myself to Dr. Doom and the kingdom of uh, Latimeria. <laughs> I support your mission, I Dr. support your Doom. mission. Take my fear <laughs> juice. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's true, though. I don't go on the drop ride, so that's gonna, that'll keep coming up in certain episodes uh-huh. but, yeah uh, but I, I did go on this one i did uh, it, it it is fun and uh, decor wide but i was like terrified going up that hill i'm like i'm really freaked out on drop hills yeah uh, I, I feel legitimately uh, uh, uh torturous memories yeah there's a few little drops too so you're going up and down a lot um yeah there's like three drops that have of significance Kind of like uh, Splash Mountain. I mean, this is this is also obviously a parody of Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. It's, there's yeah. a lot of similar, like, lot like of, the ride setup is very similar, and and there's a couple of different drops as, and before you get to the big one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, my voice cracking. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but hey, you know you get to so so you're in a Dudley Do Right cartoon, and you're meeting, you're seeing all your favorite characters: Dudley Do Right, Snidely Whiplash. Uh, yes. The, the, the mustache drilling <clears throat> villain. Nell. Uh, Nell, his girlfriend, or his would be girlfriend who, like, kind of doesn't really like him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I That's guess the not. whole thing. Like, uh, she doesn't, he, like, likes her, but she's, like, kind of just berates him. and It's just pure necessity. She needs him around for right. constant saving. Uh, Nell, Nell Fenwick, perhaps the least Bechtel test passing character. In, uh, in, but, in cinema history. But kind of self-referential to the fact that it's playing on the trope of the woman in peril as well. Yeah. So uh, sure. maybe you could argue. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's, yeah, I wouldn't argue about, that, by the way, but maybe you could. I'm well, not she saying gets, there's anything like particularly sexist about the character, just when you think about it, that her only function is... What, one one man wants her to be one place, and another one wants her to be another place. I, I feel like there is jokes. There are jokes every now and then where she's like tied to the train tracks, and it's like, oh, this again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that must be where they're at. Like episode two, right? What else? What's another? What's a Dudley Do Right plot that isn't? Mm, being it's tied all the to same. The one I watched one earlier today, and it's just the joke is that Snidely Whiplash keeps tricking him into t- being tied to a different woman on the track. So he's like, put your finger here. It would make me feel bad. He's like, he tries to convince him that he's rehabilitated, but then he just ties a woman in the train track and <laughs> Dudley gets stuck in it. And like it ha- keeps happening over and over again. I think uh, they say like Snidely Whiplash is like his pastime, tying women to the train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> What's his profession then? That's a good point. Uh, how does he yeah. make How does he make a living? How I does don't he know. Uh, earn... The- 
How does he pay for these fancy hats and suits? Yeah. It's the same suit and hat, I think. Also, why are these kind of... We're in, like, Canadian Mountie world, and then why is there this, like fancy magician walking around like he's not particularly rustic i think he's like right. a baron right? like a robber baron or a railroad ba- baron sort of like mm-hmm. sinister looking is like, he like a guy villain? who would own the the loggery yeah and be siphoning money off of it or uh, investing yeah, it seems- in shell companies yeah uh, i assume he's sense. doing like corporate plundering as well as literal yeah plundering. that's probably how he's getting his like living money so he's <laughs> a he's a an evil he's a city corporate influence uh disrupting the beauty of nature which is why there's a general tension with the parks community right. <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah yeah that's that's the, yeah. the backdrop at which we set uh right and there's also a horse the and horse, a horse. Is, is funny the horse is like you know the, yeah, i think a joke in the dudley cartoons the horse is usually smarter than him mm. Uh, so socioeconomic messages and a funny horse and a funny and what you yes have. <laughs> a <laughs> horse and now like usually sw- sometimes swoons over the horse more so yeah than more so than Dudley. Dudley the joke is that now wants to fuck the horse <laughs> <laughs> and not Dudley do right <laughs> which is I mean what it is like they're not going to say that but like it's like she kisses the horse at the at end, the end of the ride and not Dudley and like that's a common and joke that's the, they do the, and if you'll allow me just to uh, you guys keep talking I'm going to see if there's any uh, uh, rule 57 oh, oh yeah, yeah, please yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, please, oh, no. and please. you guys at home look that up on your own because so, we're not going to yeah. sully our twitter with such x-rated material but if I see any, I'll, uh-huh. I'll describe okay. it. So well, you, you <laughs> ride through the ride. Yeah. The, 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 Nell gets tied to the train tracks. Dudley rides us off on the horse. There's a sauce, There's a sassy narrator. The narrator mm-hmm. in the Dudley Do-Right cartoons is, is like, very uh, pointed. I believe, I, I could, be the, could be wrong, but the original narrator, I believe, was Paul Fries. I think that's right. Who did The Haunted yeah, Mansion right. voiceover and Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Ah, oh, right, right. Uh-huh. Um, um, and also the in the original uh, Hans Conried, who is, I think, the voice of Captain Hook and a lot uh-huh. of early Disney things. They got some uh, some of the really good early yeah, Disney voice. voices in this. Uh, uh, the J. Ward Company responsible for uh, the original design and creation of Captain Crunch. Yes, a lot of cereals. Yeah, a lot of they cereal. did a lot of Quisp, cereals as the, well. That I don't remember the Quisp mascot, but he was a weird alien, maybe. I think he was. I think the Quisp mascot was a weird alien. <laughs> we'll have to look that up. Uh, yeah, so the, that they did a lot of stuff. What I do think is weird about is that the big ride they didn't pick. They picked like the mo, the fifth most popular Jay Ward property. Because like mm-hmm. a big Rocky and Bullwinkle ride would have made sense. Because Rocky and Bullwinkle right. still was pretty well known pretty in the nineties. Had a revival had, on VHS. Yes, and, I had a Rocky doll. Like I, the I, one everyone, that translates the best, I think. Yeah. Oh, that was doll. part of the the Disney Universal war there for a while. Because one of them bought the like home video rights for Rocky and Bullwinkle, and okay. they were like trying to they were like bidding over and trying to get them back because okay. Universal had the theme park right, and they're like, well, we want to put out. We want to sell the fucking videos. Oh, uh, really? Okay. Uh, uh, Which once they got when Universal got those theme park rides, they ended up in the parks. Like uh, that's that's the thing I remember loving from going to Universal Studios in like 1992. Uh, like really charming little Rocky Bullwinkle little show, street shows, and Walker to get yeah. your picture with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think my dad was handed a, a big bomb where the fuse was. Oh going. no, <laughs> that was delightful, Uh-oh. and uh, he made it. He survived everybody. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> Death at <laughs> a theme park today. It's a large cartoon. 
cartoonish bomb went off. <laughs> an understandable mix-up. Uh, he assumed it was a prop, and uh, he made a wrong assumption. Yeah. Um, hey, by the way, I am uh, looking at a gif of Nell getting double-teamed by Oh, Dudley. no. Really? Indeed, I am. I'll describe oh, it no further, but I'll just show it to us in your let's... way. Oh, my God. With some minimal animation, not just Whoa, a... it's moving. Yeah, you were right. It's a gif. Some fun little... Uh, Fun little thrust. Oh, oh Jesus it. Christ. It does appear, though, that the horse is wearing a condom. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry. They're playing it safe. Save it for Anyway, you. back to Rocky Bullwinkle and how much we loved it as kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rocky Bullwinkle I, I liked a lot. Uh, Peabody and Sherman, I feel like, was more popular than Dudley yeah. Do-Right as well. Like I, th- They were very prominent on that show. Um, I even think maybe George of the Jungle, like I knew the song better. George of the yes. Jungle was well known. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so it's, it is kind of odd that they picked Dudley Do-Right. Now, I'm sure we, we were going to talk about this anyway. This is the same year, and I don't know if you have any information about this. This is the same year that the Dudley Do-Right movie mm. came out in theaters. I mm-hmm. bet, I, I have a feeling that was just fortuitous timing. Like that was just luck. Yes, I, I mean, uh, I think that it was probably a luck because, like, they were not so good with the synergy. Like, these days, they're a little bit better about everybody's yeah. a bit better about having a ride or a thing or come up that, right when the movie starts. Getting that Avatar ride out 11 years before <laughs> Avatar 2. Right, fair enough. Out. That disproves what I just said, but fine. <laughs> they were I, I trying think to coordinate. They were James trying. Well, because of the sequels, yes, the sequels. Mm. Especially this part of the park, it seems like they were scrambling to get it done and open and, and to make. A, little, a lick of sense. Yeah, I actually um, I learned that th- this ride was going to be delayed and open a year after Islands of Adventure, but they cut budgets in order for it to be. Open oh, in okay. 99. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think it's pretty slick. Like as I was thinking about it, it's like oh, Toon Lagoon, and like the logo has like a lot of splashing water in it, and it like yeah, it's all water. So they're right. like mm-hmm. they try to lean into the eye like the, the, the different. So I feel like. Earlier on, there was more like leaning into like the island part of Islands of Adventure, like in a Tokyo it, Disney Sea way, where yeah. water is a component of a lot of the rides. Yeah, and yeah. there used to be the Skipper. I really liked the like junk boat, the Skipper Island tours. There used mm-hmm. to be these like fake looking like junky boats that you could take from the port of entry across to Jurassic Park, uh-huh, and that uh-huh. lasted, I think. Barely two years, like, and it was just from oh. cost. Um, I wonder. Well, I guess if the, that's just a char- That's like a yeah. charm atmosphere kind of ride, and not necessary to keep yeah. open. Mm-hmm. They also used to do like a big nighttime water show at Islands, but they used to do fireworks from there, and and that sort of uh, thing. And that that quickly got sent back over to Universal, uh-huh, uh-huh. Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a sidetrack, actually, but I there was a, a, a video. I've talked to Mike about this. I don't know if I've talked to you about it. There's a, an Islands of Adventure promotional video where you meet a, a John Hammond, who's clearly a younger man with like dyed white hair and beard, and he he looks exactly like if you dyed yourself with. Oh. And I think he's, I think Mike sent me a photo of your dad. Of my father. Yes. Do we? Do, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, apparently, <laughs> okay. if you yeah, we we should do a side by side here and see how accurate this is. But apparently, your dad looks like an a. a, a, a brand John Hammond. I yeah. Well, every time we're at a, a Universal uh, park, someone makes an employee goes like, "Shouldn't you be at 
the Jurassic Park adventure. <laughs> like someone makes a joke. Uh, He's not about dragged that. backstage and put yeah. on the clock, is he? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was only a back half- to work, Hammond. It was only Hefcon just thought that we would end up comparing most of these characters to you and your <laughs> to family. My family. <laughs> We're up to number uh, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's. Well, I don't know. Yeah. We're. we're we, so haven't got, we haven't gotten mean with it. We're not like. And, and you look like the horse too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well, the horse is charming and funny. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, if you're gonna be anybody. Gets this girl. Gets the girl. <laughs> this is why you like Islands of Adventure so much, because it seems like home. Oh yeah. <laughs> like you're looking in a mirror everywhere you go. I do have very. Po- my family always had a great time and. I've been I think I talked about this before I've gone the fact that Islands of Adventure hasn't changed is in such stark contrast to a lot of the theme park theme parks in the country that are are change a lot more especially the Disney parks in Florida um so it, it is weird to think about sometimes it is trippy down there sometimes being like I was here when I was 13 and then 16 and then 20 and now uh, recently uh, 31. And it's like, it gets, it's uh, uh, trippy. It's just mm-hmm. odd to and think about. Soon enough, all of as all of our ashes are thrown in Toon Lagoon. Oh, boy. <laughs> that would be the trippiest I, thing of I all. I mean, and I would. Every time you go down there, you go, you know what? I've gotten older, but Toon Lagoon stayed the same. <laughs> <laughs> like Matthew McConaughey uh-huh. in Dazed and Confused. Um, uh, so, <laughs> I, I have to say, the, the way the ride ends, I always kind of like the line they use at the end. Do you remember this? No. Like the narrator, the, the Paul Freeze-esque narrator goes like, and it, 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 it's something along the lines of like, and it just goes to show you, a Mountie always gets his man, but not always the girl. And that's when you see mm-hmm. she's kissing the horse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm always like, oh, that's... That's cute. That's she's, charming. She's kissing the horse, though? She's giving him a little kiss no. on the cheek. Yeah, no, no. It's not like in that picture you showed us. Or yeah, anything. it's not like for your no. porno. Save it for your porno podcast. <laughs> uh, well, and they need to, in our, in our uh, more risque future in 50 years, they're going to mm-hmm. need to step it up. They're going to yeah. have to get all these all these characters <laughs> fucking. Because Toon Lagoon will still be standing. <laughs> Certainly. In 50 years. Toon Lagoon will, God willing, outlive us all. <laughs> Toon Lagoon will probably outlive some of those comics. Like, well, I mean, some of those comics trips do not it run. Already, yeah, it already has so they outlived. already have. Mm-hmm. So Little Nemo is not still publishing, is it? Uh, every now and then there's like tribute. There's like tribute anthologies to it. Because it's it's very influential for a lot of comics artists. Have you been asked to collaborate on a Little Nemo uh, yeah, but oddly Tribute. enough, I slept through the conference call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I should, like, look, we're, we're talking so glowingly about it. I have some minor complaints about this ride. Sure, nope, nothing's perfect. You know, All nothing. right. I know Let's you're going to be upset. You're going to be upset I'll about this? I'll be fine. I'll live. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's supposed to be a Splash Mountain parody, but there's no interior scenes at all. It's almost all outside, and right. the animatronics are, are very limited. It's like there's barely any movement. There's some dialogue, but anytime... Like like on Splash Mountain, you do you do a cool like drop, and all of a sudden you're in like a, the dark, and you're in a forest, and there's Brer Bear and Brer Rabbit. Mm-hmm. But like this, you go on a cool drop, and you're in just another piece of the barn you're in a different barn with that's not decorated at all shrubs kind of yeah. if i may give them too much credit uh those jay ward cartoons had a more limited 
Okay. Animation right. style. I don't think that's so. What... I think it works. I think it works for this ride. But there should be like a cool, elaborate train tracks, and the only reference we have to the train is a Mr. Toad parody, where uh, they say something about, "Oh, watch out for the train," and then like the lights come at you, like at the end of Mr. Toad, or like Mr. Toad, where like a train's gonna hit you. But we don't get a cool, big, elaborate scene like on Splash Mountain with no, Smiley Whiplash and train tracks and a full-size train coming at you. It just feels. Parts of this feel cheap. It's a, it's yeah yeah that's yeah. that that boat uh, sequence at the end of Splash Mountain is like one of the most expensive things that ever uh, crazy. ever built. It, in a there's a big park. river boat at the end of Splash yeah, Mountain yeah. and all these like fifty animatronics singing and dancing. These and things cost money. But there's a cool little trick with the train scene in this. In that like you know you think you're going through it. It's pitch black and then the train light and the train sounds and then you drop. There is a drop in yes, the darkness. There is a drop and uh, it's not that it's not fun. I'm just saying yeah. you have to compare this to Splash. Mountain because it's I've built years after right. Splash Mountain and it's supposed to be sort of a parody, but mm-hmm. there's just it lacks the depth of fun and characters and show scenes. So it's like it's a little disappointing in that regard because you never get some wow thing like you do on Splash yeah. Mountain. Yeah, I find it a little chintzy. I think that it is, is a little my, my reservation uh, about about the ride in general. I, I with, with Splash Mountain though, we'll, I don't know that we would ever see a big animatronic show scene like that again because part of that is the fact that they had a warehouse full of uh, uh, animatronic animals characters yeah, taken out of they another ride they closed or a show they yeah. closed but I think we're going to see that on Star Wars land they're, they're going to build 150 robots and we're going to get to go through it every time and it's going to be amazing and I hope so that's in 2018 but that's really, a mega uh, big ticket attraction I, you know this is just one of the many rides right. at Islands yeah. Adventure so, uh, so it's never going to be um, do you guys do you guys know about the? I, I, I barely caught this uh, while researching on the way on the way here. Uh, do you guys know about like the big finale that was cut from this ride? I know. I don't know. Um, I only barely caught it on a site called uh, a Theme Park University, which has some great. Like, oh yeah, that's a great stories. Site. Yeah, check out Theme Park University. Shout out to Theme Park University. Indeed, uh, they posted. They they have not only the story but also some concept art. That what was supposed to happen is that the entire ride was going to be two logs. Uh, put next to each other, made to look like one log, and then when you <gasps> got up to the final hill, wow. Snidely Whiplash was going to lower his big <gasps> chainsaw into the water, splitting wow. the logs That's in great. half. Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah, yeah. man. And then you would have gone, awesome. <laughs> bare, like, you would have split apart and gone into two slightly right. different flumes. Man. Yeah, so that was kind of the big money <sighs> thing that so was that would have been So that would have obviously upped the production value and given you something extra and fun. Oh, and man, that would have been cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, That's and you you can cool. see, like, they did drawings of how this is going to work, although you still can't really imagine how that would work exactly. Like, how, I mean, I get maybe the thing would just, like, dip, and then you'd right. split... The, like like at the point that the chainsaw is in the water, then you split the two different ways. Right. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Very. Uh, uh, yeah. Very. Very neat. Uh, 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 I think that idea would make it a great ride. Yes. I think the cutting of that makes it a good solid ride. Yeah. Right. The, and, and to be f- fair, uh, whoever the people who made the ride probably had a hundred cool ideas that were cut. This is so, true of so many rides. Nobody wants yeah, rides to be. When I'm saying yeah, the things that I don't like, I'm not going after the people who made it. I'm going after those. Tight ass corporate penny pinchers. Yeah, especially when you have to open a whole park. Mm-hmm. Like stuff right. starts to get scaled back, and there's a dead. There's like we got to open by this date. Yeah, 
and, I'm and, gonna and, make and, this money yeah, back. Uh, Disneyland itself got to evolve so slowly. Disneyland, you pro- was probably though revolutionary at the time. Was probably felt very chintzy and still until the '60s, until the kind of the major rides started showing up to like open a park out of the gate in the '90s that has to immediately compete with with Disney. Yeah, yeah, that that is a tall order. Although Islands of Adventure, God knows, did it way better than California Adventure, mm-hmm. which took a very long time to for sure. Catch up. Although I did read a funny thing, and I remembered this. Uh, personally, um, there was confusion the first year or so of Islands of Adventure because they had done a, a marketing rebrand for the whole resort to call it Universal Escape. Oh yeah, and 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 didn't do a clear enough job of going. We have a whole separate park now, and two, three hotels and city. Like everyone just thought. Oh, Islands of Adventure, it's a new land at Universal. Okay. Uh-huh. And so then that the marketing changed to go like two parks and you know, an entertainment hotel. Yeah. Two. So also uh uh year and a half after this park opened, nine eleven happened and really like Orlando tours, like no one was traveling at all. Like uh-huh. uh let alone to Florida. I mean, Disney just shut down some of the hotels in Orlando for a while Jeez. until like attendance sort of uh, went back up that was a mm. grim time in in theme park world and i think you probably felt the decay uh in that um can you guys name offhand a lot of good attractions built from like 2002 to 2008 it was a pretty mm. dry time right uh yeah uh I, ca- I cannot name the worst effect obviously of september 11th <laughs> is the darth of great theme park rides um, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, the. I'm going to praise it for one thing here. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, at the end, after you're done, you go on this bridge, and there are water cannons that if you pay 25 cents, you can spray people. Spray a stranger. That just finished the big drop on the ride. So they think, oh my gosh, it's done, it's over. And you can strategically hit a button and hit them in the head with a burst of water mm-hmm. now this might not this sounds cruel this might sound like it's not fun uh, my girlfriend and i this is a couple years ago we actually didn't do that this time we should have i don't know why we didn't we went over we put the quarter in and we hit it and the people reacted so like ah like they freaked out so much and then started laughing it was the most satisfying part of the whole ride we both like squealed with the light that we had just done these to the stranger and i know this is making it sounds like we're maniacs but there is something so fun about giving like an extra little like scare now they're getting money out of us i know yeah. to do it but it is a really nice little fun thing at the end of the ride that is uh, that is like a universal creative has a term for something like that. They call it J-Pops, named after Jay Stein, uh, one of the former heads <laughs> of Universal. And it's the idea is that it's a big scare. It's a big startling moment. But you because you're sharing it with people you're with or even strangers, you all go, ah, and then you all laugh. Like, so it's mm-hmm. a thing that they that is like. A trope in a lot of Universal rides, mm-hmm. and I do think it, it is part of what's fun about this part of the park is that you get it's you fun get to see a stranger. Yeah, it's fun to see a, a stranger get popping soaked. off all over. <laughs> you laugh at a stranger getting a bucket of water dumped on them, and then you get your comeuppance immediately because then you get drenched uh-huh. on the rapids ride. We and got J popped, and then you also laughing. Uh, 
<laughs> shout out to Jay Stein. Shout, shout out, out to, to Jay, Jay Ward. Yeah. <laughs> so many Jays bringing you the magic over at Dudley Dews, Rips Off Falls. Um, 2017. <laughs> um, yeah. Almost 20 years after that. IOA, 2017. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, uh, that was our hip hop ish celebration of the ride. All right. Should we wrap? Yeah. Wrap do up we this? have anything else to add before we uh, give it our scale? We, we figure out where it lands on the scale. Um, no, go for it. Okay, so we have a scale. We, we assess the ride. You know, do we want to keep the ride a- absolutely as it is? Don't change a thing about it. We love it. Do we want to plus it up? Do we want to add stuff to the ride to make it better? Uh, or do we want to burn it down uh, for insurance purposes in a mysterious fire? So, uh, Jason, would you like to go first? Sure. I have a guess what you're going to say. Uh, you know, I... I- I would say, uh, after learning about that original ending, I say, like, yeah, keep the spirit of it, but, like, yeah, let's let's plus it up. Let's let's revamp it. We'll soon enough be at Islands of Adventure's 20-year anniversary. So I think it'd be cool if some of the stuff that's still there from the opening, they just, like, they just hyper, like, amped them up. I think that yeah. would be really cool to do. And I mean, I thought it was when they when they redid the footage on Spider Man. Like I thought it really like it's like oh this gave this ride like it it practically feels like a brand new ride. Like all the beats are the same, but it just looks it just looks a lot better and still looks pretty good. So like yeah, I think keep this ride uh, uh, pretty similar, but like yeah, put some put some new uh, stuff in there, put some new animatronics a or non structural like, changing plus scene. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, well, and and it still has like a double track they did build it with right. that and they cut right the, uh they just run two logs at a time but you could very easily put in the chainsaw at the end that, i think that would step it up to the next level would make it uh, make it a lot more exciting and unique and, yeah the mm-hmm. only thing is you have to commit to that like radiator springs racers and california adventure like i feel like so often i've been on it where it's like there's a point where the cars are supposed to get to a starting line of a race and you're supposed to race and so often it's just been one car yeah. or like one car goes like well before the other cars out of the previous seat. Rides give up like, on the racing very yeah. easily. So, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, it would create some operational challenges, but uh, sure, it'd be it'd be neat anyway. Yeah, yeah. But you know, spend some of that Harry Potter money, guys. <laughs> <Spread> it, <laughs> Put it back into the community, into yeah. the into Toon Lagoon. Um, uh, well, you know, uh, I have my suggestion of how to. Plus it up. It's it, it's a link that I can send them from. Uh, I believe the maker is Nope Porn. Uh, is a GIF that lays out perfectly <laughs> what they should do that makes it edgier. I'll show it to you guys again. Oh, you already have man. the animatronics. So just uh, and it's very simple animation. Uh, uh, almost the level that you guys are that the animatronics do already. So uh, let's get these characters a little more intimate. It makes it uh, <laughs> makes it a little more more edgy for the youth of today. How I'll send, dare I'll you. send you the link. I Islands of Adventure mm-hmm. executives. How dare you? Um, <laughs> Jason is offended. I'm choice. Uh, I guess I'm a little thirsty today. What can <laughs> I say? Uh, uh, okay, so I, I also am going to say plus it up. I have a kind of a radical idea, though, because I think that there's there's too few robots on the ride, and I think there's not, look, they're not going to make this, they're not going to tear it down and rebuild it, because that's what I would want. I would want something where they totally build some cool scenes with where you are in like feel like you're in the mountains of Canada and you feel like there's an actual giant train coming at you. But I know that's not going to happen. So what can we do? We can put more robots on the ride. And what robots do I want? <laughs> not necessarily just the J Ward. I think we should put 
all the comic strip robots on this ride. All the characters, we've seen pictures on the walls. I want Little Nemo on the ride. I want Dagwood and Blondie on the ride. I want Nancy and Sluggo waving hello. And then we can change this from Dudley Do-Right's Ripsaw Falls to just call it the Toon Lagoon Ripsaw Falls. Like, let's keep it simple here and have a very similar narrative. Like, it can still be sort of Snidely Whiplash is kidnapped. Maybe he kidnaps Nancy and Sluggo has to get, like, he's kidnapping different women, put tying them to train tracks. Sluggo goes to a pawn shop and buys a gun. That's fine. I love that. I love that. That's a great idea too. <laughs> I want you to pack these sides with robots of all these characters because we've because kids are wondering why can't we ride a ride with uh, Heathcliff on it? They mm-hmm. see Heathcliff on the wall and they go, "Where's the Heathcliff ride?" They don't know. I want to see, see him fishing for a, a exactly <laughs> grabbing a fish bone out of the banks of the, the two mm-hmm. lagoon waters. So as you're rising up on that on the big drop, you see Heathcliff and he's fishing, and you're like, "There he is. There's Heathcliff," and you're satisfied because we've teased all these characters, and then you don't pay. Off. I so want I Mary think, Worth to say a passive aggressive thing to me at the end. That's right. That's perfect. That's exactly now you're thinking. Yeah. And this is the this is what I want. I want to pay off the fact that we see all these characters. Now we actually get to experience them on a ride. So I'm I think the that, uh, PJ uh, family circus PJ running around with a dotted line, leaving a dotted that's line right. trail. <laughs> no, that's where I draw the line. PJ <laughs> is a menace. <laughs> Jason hates PJ. Hate PJ. His arch rival. Grow up, kid. Learn some respect. Ghost grandpa. Is just like they're stewing. Like oh, I, want, I wish I could still give him a, a whipping. <laughs> I want like a I, I want Jason him. on the ride. I want a robot of Jason on the ride. Hello, eating a sandwich and not liking it. <laughs> I, I want I want all of that like a sta- like a statue that is a fountain where you're watching the, the ill effects of the sandwich flowing through Jason. Yes, Why? this is perfect. Why are there whole olives on this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so your I, famous catchphrase that will ring through oh, the new Ripsaw Falls. Not into them. <laughs> Why are everyone's there olives got, on this? Why are there olives on? Everyone's this? got a shirt that says "Why are there olives on this?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, picture all right. everybody. Everybody say "Why are there?" Olives on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, cool. So I think we're my, all plus it up to very all plus degrees. it up. Plus we could maybe combine all three of these. We can sure. add the log. We, we can, can add, add the log. horrible sex act. And we can <laughs> add all of my characters and on it too. Jason, uh, uh, J- a fountain of Jason diarying. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, this is a wild ride. I love the ride we've invented. Uh, yep. These right. are some rips uh, falls that are truly rip roaring. <laughs> and on that note, we'll be right back. So uh, to close podcast, the ride, uh, it's kind of a sad note, actually, that we're going to end on um, because it was just announced that Disney is building a big new hotel in Disneyland. Um, But the problem is there's limited space at Disney. So, you know, that real estate comes at a cost. So there are some businesses um, that we're going to unfortunately have to say goodbye to. And we would like to do that now in the most serious way possible. So long, Downtown Disney AMC Theater. Sure, some people said, why would I waste time in a movie theater when Disneyland is mere feet away? But those people were haters. I, of course, loved you. I can't tell you the amount of times I've been at Disneyland riding an exciting classic ride and thought, man, this is boring. I wish I was sitting in an empty movie theater right now. I'd stroll down to your inviting doors and catch a matinee of Vince Vaughn and Kevin James's wonderful comedy, The Dilemma or taken an early morning viewing of Johnny Depp's lizard movie, Rango. You know, the nice thing about your theater was how much room there was. Never before in a movie theater could I answer the question, if I was using movie seats to measure the length of my body, how many movie seats long would I be? The answer might surprise you. Six. 
I am six movie seats long. So goodbye, Downtown Disney AMC Theater. I will truly miss you. Oh, and also, I used to get free parking at Downtown Disney by buying a movie ticket electronically, going inside to get my parking validated, and then using the Fandango app to cancel the ticket. A pretty sweet hack. Anyway, so long. By the way, lovely of you to score that with such a, a, a lush lullaby version of Every Breath You Take. Um, I, be- I believe we've all prepared uh, um, some versions of uh, uh, res- <laughs> respectful uh, funereal songs. And uh, Jason, I look forward to yours. Sure. What is there to say about the Rainforest Cafe? You know, my family always enjoyed the Rainforest Cafe, the animatronic animals. The fun sound effects, the super powerful air conditioner at the Orlando location, and most importantly, everyone could agree that it was yeah, pretty good. Uh, I remember ordering fun fruity drinks as a kid and fun appetizers, but I have no memory of entrees, which is probably not a great sign of eaten of a, a restaurant that I've eaten at that much. On a personal note, the Anaheim location is notable for being the first place I uh, had a beer with my father after I turned 21. It was mid-October at night and uh, about 50 degrees, and they opted to seat us on the balcony. I believe uh, one of the locations was also the first place I had coconut curry, a food I'm now very fond of. Is this really a eulogy or am I just naming food and beverage memories I have? Who cares? Anyway, I do think Rainforest Cafes are fun. Sadly, the Walt Disney Company is better at making hotels than the Landry Restaurant Group is at making restaurants. So it's time to go. But if you're fond of the Rainforest Cafe, please visit any one of their 26 other worldwide locations. Beautiful. So so beautiful. All right. And from your piano, Wiz Khalifa, to my... Piano, Sarah McLaughlin. A great zone once said, get in the zone at this temple of all things ESPN. But now, this truly fine temple, the ESPN zone, is due to be de-erected. The 120 HD TVs unplugged, including the ones in the bathroom. <laughs> and so, ESPN zone, I reflect on my memories of you. Truly a zone for all seasons. I remember when I first stepped inside your walls, which of course are covered in creepy bobbing athlete heads. (laughs) It was 2002. I had just finished touring nearby Chapman University, where I was considering enrolling. My meal at you helped me decide that going to college in Anaheim would probably be very boring. Thank you, Zone, for for shaping my academic career. I visited you again 15 years later, purely for parking validation reasons. Uh, we learned that alcohol doesn't actually count towards validation, so we had to buy one of your desserts, an off-brand pizuki that we deemed acceptable. <laughs> Today, I cherish these two memories that we shared, and I honor them by pouring one out. Specifically, your signature drink, the Espy, the world's finest beverage made of peach schnapps and Sprite. To zone with love. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. You guys okay? Are we going to be able to get it together to end, end the episode? <sighs> okay, I think I think so. But um, There's, I, uh, there's word, though, that these might be relocated. Yeah, they're going to put oh, chops underneath God. the restaurant. Okay. There's a chance. Dry your eyes. And there I've, might be 
forgot one thing. I also validated parking at the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> a, strong, so three, uh, a strong reason for the them all to exist. The hat trick of parking mm-hmm. validation. Uh, none of us had anything to say about the Earl of Sandwich. No. It, Fuck you, Earl yeah, of Sandwich. Yeah, go to hell, Earl. <laughs> Where you already are the actual Earl of Sandwich. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed us talking about uh, one of the most popular rides ever, Dudley Do-Right, Ripsaw Falls. and A, a uh, trip to Dubai, a trip to Toon Lagoon, a trip to the 30s, mm-hmm. and a trip to hell with the Earl of Sandwich. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast the Ride. Email us at podcasttheride at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying the show, please rate and review on iTunes. That's yeah. right. Hey, thanks That's for joining thing. us. You survived Podcast the Ride. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.